Well, my very special guest uh, for t- uh, today, or I should say guest, actually, are Colin uh, Bennett, who, of course, is no stranger to Hope FM. He's he's very often a bit shy and, you know, and uh, I have to op- open up, you know. And, uh, but you, you're getting there, it's Colin, It's like my you? second home, Blair. I feel as though I'm here all yes, the time, I, which is you a might bit as well buy, buy shares. And the, exactly. you know, well, I've got a little couch down there where I've got all my stuff, yeah. you know, a little pillow, and I can just have a little lie down, can't I? Now, you brought a friend with you this uh, morning. You've got Sid. Are you Introduce us to Sid. Uh, Sid, yes. So here he is, Sid Dearman, who's um, one of one of my friends who we've been work, meeting together for probably six months. Do you would you say, Sid? Yeah, yeah. Well, Sid is an avid listener to Hope FM. Yes. Well, Sid, well done. Oh, you yes. get the gold medal for that. And the great. So we'll long as chocolate in it. <laughs> Did you say chocolate? Yeah, chocolate. Come on, you'll have to go out. And get some. Now, for those of you who who, who don't know Colin, and I'm sure there's not many, uh, but uh, but of course you for many years uh, you were well. For the YMCA, obviously that's where we met. Yeah. But then, of course, you, you, the main part of your career was with the Moreland's College, where, you, where you were establishing, you know, uh, in the latter years, these training centres, because yeah. you even opened up one in Belfast, didn't I you? I did, and, that's, and it's still running today, so wow. that's great. So regional centres, they've, they've been great. And Moreland's has been just, a, is a fantastic place to train and and do ministry but now you're doing something completely different it's great I'm freelance so I'm just footloose and fancy free Blair (laughs) yes now you may see this chap busking when you're down at Castle Point (laughs) that won't be Colin (laughs) (laughs) buddy can you spare a dime (laughs) no but seriously I mean I mean clearly I mean it it is true you know that that whenever you get released from you know from what was your full time job or you move on uh, it's always so Sort of challenging to make changes but it does mean that it opens the door to things that maybe you always wanted to do but you'd never yeah. really had time to do so somebody had a prophetic word for me from from god uh, one a student and said my latter years would be even more fruitful than my former years i'm thinking well it's going to take some doing but i have to say i've i've relished and loved being out of the confines of Moorlands and being able to do community work and training, working with churches. So uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm loving it. <laughs> Indeed. Now, you're going to be talking a wee bit about Mass and we're going to be talking about, you know, the whole ministry of working with men generally. Yes. And maybe some of the challenges uh, 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 that go with that, but you do. You're currently working. One of the charities that you work with is an organisation called Green Doors. That's right. Tell us a wee bit about that. Yeah, so Green Door for Families, and if you, if if the listeners want to go on the web, you know, on on uh, internet, they'll find it. Green Door for Families. Um, when when you look at the work that they do, the idea is between behind Green Door for Families is really trying to impact and support families who are in difficulty, and but of course, men. Uh, tend not to be part of that mix in a lot of families. It's kind of like the women with their children tend to be the main clientele. So one of the things I said to Green Door for Families is really we should be looking at supporting men and helping men who are who are not flourishing. And of course, it is a known fact, isn't it, that that, uh, that in many 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 churches <clears throat> you'll get lots of women. Good thing for the men uh, <laughs> who do go, uh, but but it seems to be more more difficult to attract men, and, and I guess that there's something we'll be talking about over these next two hours. You know, some of the of uh, maybe the barriers to that, and of yeah. course the things that work because there are certain things that men really like to do. I mean, for example, like men's sheds yes. have come into their own yeah. in a brand new way. Yeah, yeah, uh, and of course. Food and sport, and uh, and things down the pub, uh, yep. uh, and whatever. But games, the, yes, absolutely. so active things. One of the things we're looking to do with this men's group, the men's group is called MAST, which stands for Men Actively Standing Together, of which Sid, who's going to be talking in a minute, he comes along to that as a beneficiary. We, we hold um, that monthly. So that meeting monthly. is It's just so encouraging and so wonderful to, to be with men who want to share in their lives with each other and do things. Now, another thing, of course, which again we'll talk about uh, later in the programme, is, is you've been helping people in uh, in in church yes in fact more specifically over in Bransgore yeah uh, to do what yes yeah, so I think there's a lot of people in churches who don't really feel confident 
to share their Christian faith. Now, there's a scary word. It's called evangelism. And people seem to be terrified of that. So at at St Mary's in Bransgore, there was a group of a dozen of us that met with Mo Pimenta and uh, Ben Sargent, uh, the the, the vicar there and the um, ordinand there. And and we ran this group in the evening. And it was really kind of like how to be confident about being a Christian. And it just... It's just been wonderful seeing people move from being anxious about being a Christian to actually being confident about being one. So what was it that made them anxious? I think there's a fear of rejection. I think there's you mean a in fear. talking to people? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think also for some people they don't really know their story very well, their Christian story. They may have grown up in church and may not really have thought about, you know, what 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 does Jesus really mean to them in a very personal way? Well, let's have your first uh, piece of music. And uh, and this this is Michael W. Smith, isn't it? Do you want to introduce well, it? Well, this is Sid's. So I don't know whether Sid Oh, well, Sid. Uh, oh. So this is one that you have chosen. Now, well, Colin did warn me, actually, that I think most of the music in today's programme, his entire family and friends. <laughs> uh, uh, did, did he charge you for, you know, for making this selection? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael W. Smith, are you a fan? Well, I'm going by the song, what I heard, and the words more than the artist. And, of course, he's a good singer. Let's have a listen to it. It's a great song. Well, that's Michael W. Smith there. And as you can hear, rapturous applause there. Wonderful song there. I mean, imagine, uh, of course, even if you're if you're on your own and you're singing that song, you know, it's, it really is a song which which puts you in touch with God. But I know that Sid, you've had the experience of singing that wonderful worship song with many many thousands of other people, um, and it had an amazing effect on you, didn't it? It did. It was at the Lion Heart Bonkies conference. But it was the the last one he did, but unfortunately he didn't get there because he got very Ill, Ill and had to turn back. But his, uh, the guy under him took over, which was Daniel Colendo. And on the first evening I went there, it was actually it was packed out so much that there was people outside waiting to buy your tickets if you'd surrender it to them and offer them more money. Now you said there was something like 300,000 people at that event? No, 3,000 people. 3,000 people. Because it was catch the fighter on, so that was the capacity, that's all they could take. So it was packed out? It was actually packed out, and Mm. and we we all got a seat, obviously. There was no seats empty, but I was sat in the end of the aisle, and then the first thing he did on the first night was to say, everybody hold hands. So I had to move out in the aisle and hold hands either side of me. And um, the, the music started and the Holy Spirit come and I couldn't stand up. I was just plastered. Did, did, that, did that take you by surprise? Yes. Of course, it was, and it was the first night. We just, I'd just moved in. Normally, <laughs> you get into it and then it happens. Uh, so had you, been, had you been touched in that way by the Holy Spirit prior to that? Well, yes, but not uh, powerfully, but that was really a big, major power surge. Mm. I I wanted to go with this, but they wouldn't drop me. They just kept holding me up and holding me up. I I wanted to go out, you know, get to get as much as I could. Mind you, that's that's not new, Colin, isn't it? Because, you know, even the angels, when they sing holy, holy, holy Mm. uh, Mm. in heaven... uh, the, the people are on their knees, aren't they? Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, yeah. Fall yeah. into the floor, <clears throat> Isaiah. Well, I was, I was just know? picturing it was it, you were in, <clears throat> excuse me, in heaven, and this was the courts of heaven. Yeah. And I believed with all my heart that that is sung there. You're connecting with heaven. Well, of course, that's what it's like in Revelation, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we've got in the book of Revelation. Uh, that that all the time around the throne that is the call holy holy holy, holy. holy. Mm-hmm. and of course being in the choir for 20 years you sung lots of songs similar to that holy 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 
logos on my But there is something, isn't there? I, I've always found uh, music, you know, uh, transports me. So not not every piece of music, you know. But I used to in the old days, I used to receive records. You remember those those oh, round, the big vinyl, records, the vinyl yeah, things, yeah. yeah. And I used to receive them from all the the Christian companies with all the new music, you know. And uh, yeah. and I would, um, Colin, you probably remember my music room back in. How could I forget it? It's I think it's been transferred into your. House now, isn't it? Well, the records have, but uh, but unfortunately, of course, we don't play the records now. So it's all it's all digital. And so well, I was uh, I had Oliver Tickelsby on records. It was old records when when I was Abs- in the choir. Absolutely, yeah. But there were some wonderful songs on that. Yeah. Oliver Tickelsby. But I don't know whether you were same as me. But sometimes I would put this record on from a group that I didn't really know. But the music was so powerful that I'd find myself worshiping and and just being sometimes yeah. weeping, you know, because the music just touched my spirit. Uh, which which of course music has a very um, wonderful way of doing, you know, mm. uh, and whatever. So I can imagine, and you're transporting me to Toronto there, uh, Sid. You know. <laughs> but some of the hard times that have happened. Yeah. I'd put I'd listen to all of that to Calvary before I even went to Toronto. And it used to like you say, it used to just take you up. Yeah, it I just translate you. Yeah. It, it just floated you. Uh-huh. So how did you two meet? <coughs> well, very interesting. <coughs> Sid <coughs> rang in after I'd spoken about Mast and uh, On the radio. Too. Yeah, on yeah. Hope FM. Yeah. And then uh Daniel, who's your assistant here, he um he said, there's a guy who wants to speak to you. So that's how we connected, that's, that's wasn't it, Sid? Connected, yes. Because I, I felt very interested in what, in what you were talking about. Yeah. Men, men's meeting, men to men. Because it's very hard to connect to uh, compared to the way the women connect to each other. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is, Sid? Why, why do you I, think... Well, I think it's because you're out in the world. I mean, uh, you know, working... 24-7, well, not 24-7, 40 hours a week at least. You're mixing with men. It's all about providing. And how do you provide? Money. And and you've got pressure on you. And you've got competition, which, which sort of uh, dampens relationships. Mm-hmm. So when you went to Toronto, you know, uh, did, was there an equal balance of people attending? You said about 3,000 there. I mean, was, it, was there an equal balance, say, between men and women attending that event? Well, near that on the conferences... But the normal services, there's more women, you know. Mm. But again, that that is par for the course, though, Colin, isn't it? Yeah. That, uh, so why do you think that is? Why don't men go to church is the question. Yes. Is well, because they think it's boring. <laughs> to put it simply, I think it's it seems like women's stuff, you know, singing and, and sitting down and listening to somebody, you know, spout at you. That's not what a lot of men want to do. I think it's um, they're afraid of showing their weaknesses, yeah. which we've all got. Well, we- men aren't known for being overly emotional, are they? Exactly. And in fact, in some ways, maybe that that would be one of the reasons why they don't go to church. Yeah. You know. yeah. Because why would you want to? P- I think that's Yeah. Why would you want to put yourself in a vulnerable position? Mm. You know. And yet, against that, th- this morning uh, on Thanks for the Memory, the programme before this, uh, we were we were in the land of Wales, uh, and of course we were playing and talking about male voice choirs. Yeah. And uh, and of course, in, if we were to translate Wonderful. to Wales, now if we were to go to a rugby match, uh, yeah. <laughs> then you'd be packed full of men, bursting out, even hymns and so on. Yeah, Land of my fathers. <clears throat> My half Welsh side is coming out here, <laughs> <laughs> but your accent's not as terrible. <laughs> the hoyle, the hoyle. I, I don't even try to do it, you know, because I don't, every time I try to speak a different language, it comes out Irish, you know, <laughs> or a different dialect, as you say. Uh, but but yeah, so so men will go to things like rug, rugby and football and to you know manly things, um, um, and I guess that that the culture needs to change if men are to be attractive. I think. I think also um, if if men are alongside other men and encouraged by other men to think about the spiritual aspects of their life, I think that's the other the other area. And I think we as churches just need to do far more on that. Now, of course, the other side of that is with with men not having that, that contact with with you know through church life or or whatever. It means that a lot of the, the I mean, you mentioned earning the bread, you know, bringing mm. the money in, and of course, for many many 
men uh, and particularly through the pandemic that has become a real problem you know because they haven't been able to provide for their families yeah. and consequently and very sadly the suicide rate particularly in young men yeah. has actually gone through the roof um, and I guess that, 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 that a lot of people going around there carrying all sorts of issues that they can't actually talk about because I think, Sid, you, you no, refer to... No, that's right, because it, it's trust, isn't it? It's trust. Yeah, it's trust, and I suppose they're frightened to, to just... But there's a reason why they're frightened, isn't there? Well, you tell me, Sid, why? Should I? Yeah. <laughs> well, the men do a lot of leg pulling to each other. Of course, if it's 40 hours a week, there's a lot of leg pulling going on. So any weaknesses that you show, they tend to exploit that. So that closes them up a bit. I and think they uh, call it banter, don't they, Sid? Yeah, yeah, they call it banter. Yeah, but but but, course, but again, that's part of that's part of male culture, isn't it? <clears throat> well, it is. Yeah, but but I've, ri- I've written a little, I've oh. written something in a book about this. I said banter without bonding is bullying. Yes, and and um, I think <coughs> sometimes banter can can be it a, a way of bullying and putting people down, and therefore then is not good. I mean, is it in the person's <coughs> best interest? Mm-hmm. You know, I know a young man who he used he was in a a, a sto- worked in a store. You know this young man as well, Blair. And uh, somebody used to keep saying to him, "Oi, Steve, come over here." His name wasn't Steve, and Steve was a derogatory name. But he was they they kept calling him Steve. I had a friend. He was Asian. Uh, when he went to university, his name was Palmjit Singh. They used to call him Percy. Um. Because they they found it too difficult to say his name, he was ashamed of that. So, you know, in one sense, men have to get 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 over those hurdles of of bullying, really. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's bullying, and and today it's it's more prominent. It's it's being discussed, yeah. and we we also want to this. Um, you know, if you're black or or you're different race. It's all bullying. Well, of course, it's come to the fore in the last 24 hours because of the cricketer. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and, and uh, he, was, he was Muslim, wasn't he? And, yeah. and, and actually forced uh, to drink alcohol. Yeah. No. Uh, and, and, of course, he was also called uh, names. Yeah. And, and people say, oh, well, it, it, well, I don't mean anything by it. It's just a bit of fun. Mm. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, when I, used, when I was first at work at Courtauld's, uh, one of the things, one of the initiations of being working at Courtauld's was that that uh, young apprentices used to be wrapped in kind of like ba- bandages and then thrown in the skip. Well, it's all a bit of fun, you know, it's just... Yeah, so... I'm a builder, so I've worked on building sites. So, so you've seen it all, Sid? That's just what I'm getting to, especially when I became a Christian. Couldn't you imagine? It never stopped. No. They never stop. Bantering you. Yeah, but I mean... Here comes Holy Joe. Exactly. exactly. But it gave me an op- opportunity. Our sanctified Sid. It gave me opportunities. <laughs> it, it, if they put somebody working with me and and I'd be talking and, and they'd say, he nearly got me saved, he nearly, but he didn't. <laughs> Things yeah. like that. Right. And then and then you have him just religious maniac, pulling yeah. your leg all the time. I remember one incident, they were sort of not too bad, but I was working down this big hole, building like a manhole. So they were up there, they felt safe, and they started, <laughs> this particular one really started shouting at me and saying stuff that wasn't quite so bad when I was level with him. So I because just, you were down in Yeah, in down hole. in the hole, and I just carried on working and all that, and they went more and more and more, so I thought, I put my trowel down, Put my tools down, and I started climbing out the hole that he ran before I could get to the top. <laughs> since coming, I, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a laugh. Though it was funny. I mean, I know you, 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 you're laughing about it now, so, yeah. but how, how did you cope with that barrage? Of because I'm, I'm quite big, so they were a bit wary of me, you know. And normally I was sort of in charge because I knew my job well, so I had a little bit of authority. But I did cope. It didn't get me down. It just well, in fact, some of them I worked with are dead now, but they became Christians before they died. Well, one definitely became a Christian because, partly because he'd been working with mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and the other one, 
I, he allowed me to pray for him more or less the evening when he was the evening we, we didn't know I felt the, by the prayer I said the next day he died wow but I invited Jesus to come and meet him at death. Hallelujah. And he goes, and the next day he's gone. Are you a Christmas person, Sid? Well, I'm, I'm on my own, so... Now, don't you be saying bow humbug because... Mm, bow humbug. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, something goes saying so. I don't plan. Yeah. Don't plan. And uh, and don't forget, of course, that, that wonderful book uh, that, um, that Adrian mentioned as well from Hard Weber, a book of poetry, um, and Hard himself... We'll have to get him on the radio, actually, to read some of his poems. So, Hart, if you're listening this morning, uh, then expect an invitation uh, coming your way to come uh, on the radio. And a new book, of, of, co- of course, is called Gift Beyond Measure, which is a collection of poems, as you, as you heard there. And put that date, 27th of November, uh, in your diary. To nip down to Keith Jones because 10% off everything in the shop uh, that particular day. Lots of fun and activities and cake and carols. Uh, and the Salvation Army actually being there from 2 o'clock through to 4 o'clock. And Hard will be there to sign copies um, off, uh, off his book. So it's all happening, Colin. It's fantastic. Indeed, I love Christmas, but the, the, the thing about it is... Well, I mean, they're, they're already in the shops and on the telly. All of the Christmas ads, oh, are, they're already running, aren't they? Well, it was, it was the first sign I saw up about booking your Christmas meal was in August. So... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Colin and Sid uh, are here. To, we've been talking about men, um, and in particular about this new ministry that Colin has started called Mass Men Actively Standing Together. Now, obviously, some of the things that we were talking about, you know, about yes. bullying yeah. and about uh, abuse, because that's another thing we didn't really touch on very much. But, but, but a lot of men, we hear about women being subject to abuse, but, but again, not so much men, and yet it's, it's also at epidemic proportion. It is, and I mean, Sid can talk about that because he has some, some uh, personal experiences and people who he knows, but um, I don't want to talk too much about that. But let's just look at the stats, that for every four people who go to the police about domestic abuse, one of those is going to be a man. Now, that's quite, that's not what you hear when you listen to the, the TV. It's not what you kind of like. It's not, if you went down the street now and said, how common is domestic abuse in men, you would, people would say, oh, no. I mean, there's an even shock, more shocking statistic, which I heard this week, Blair, and it's from Stars. I don't know whether you know them. Sexual, um, I can't remember what it stands for. It's in, in Dorset. It's a, basically, it's a sexual trauma and recovery service. Yeah, That's what yep. it stands for okay. in Dorset. Um, they lent, sent a stat out, and the stat was that last year 12,000 men were raped. Oh. Is that nationally in the UK? Yes. <clears throat> so, I mean, now, you know, if, again, if you went down the street and said, is it possible for a man to be raped, most people would say no. Mm-hmm. But that's sexual abuse. In other words, men can be sexually abused. I know it's quite a harrowing thing to talk about on a Wednesday morning, but the reality is that's the, the life that some people have to live with. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, I have quoted some of those figures to, to some, some people that yeah. I, I've met, Con, and they've looked at me with, with disbelief. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I guess Sid said it, really, because if men aren't, talking anyway you know I, I mean banter yes joking yeah the, that sort of stuff but the, but the of the stuff that really counts of the of the real uh, things of life you know yeah uh, then if they're not talking about that anyway they're certainly not going to be talking about anything that would relate no. to bullying or to abuse or anything like that i mean there was a there was a guy who me and you know when we used to work uh, in sheffield and uh, he came into work one day and I said to him, what have you got on your face? And he said, I could see that there were scratches down his face. And he said, the cat scratched me. I said, don't give me that. The cat hasn't scratched you. <laughs> and then he, he opened up a little bit that it was his girlfriend that was abusing him. Hmm. So you start at Mast as a sort of response to this and said, yeah. <clears throat> obviously it's come along and uh, and obviously you came along Sid as a beneficiary you know somebody you know because you heard Colin speaking about it all on the radio what was it that attracted you to then go along? Well my own history of what we, what Colin's been talking about 
rape, but are, to me, rape is not just sexual. There can be a male rape, which I've experienced, when yeah. you've got somebody empowered over you. Yeah. And they exploit yes. you, manipulate you. The abuse of power. <clears throat> and they're stronger, well, it's the wrong word, strong. They're more capable of uh, covering their tracks, lying, manipulating, quite skilled. And to me, and, and can take advantage of you because of an authority. And to me, that's like a male rape. Yeah. Well, it, well, it is actually. Uh, you know, it's, it's a non-sexual male rape, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But but you've experienced that for yourself. Yes, I've experienced that. And were you, at the time that that was happening, said, so did you feel able to talk to anybody about it? Well, I found I just went very very low. Um, and I found the Samaritans once, and they were shocked, really, but then I just took medication for a while, which I had a history of. I'm okay now. After my divorce, uh, I, I, it was... You, you had know, a little bit of a low. Yeah, after 30 years of marriage, and then it's all... It was, um, she turned away from God, so I couldn't... I mean, she divorced me first. If she never divorced me, I would have... You know, never divorced her, but then she divorced me and wanted to re me to remarry her. But I, and I was tempted, but I got a dream from God. Eventually, which sort of said, "Well, we're divorced now, and I'd be marrying a non-Christian," mm. which I didn't know at the time. But that what she became, she denounced the faith. So that that was pain. So it's. Uh, I ended up on medication. You know, I spoke to the vicar about it and he said, you know, he, he, he helped me to make my mind up to go and see the doctor. So I was on that quite a while, which makes you sort of vulnerable. And then, obviously, you're going to get took advantage of by predators. Mm. Now, the very fact that here you are talking to me mm. on radio is a major step forward. Well, I, the way I worked it out was that all this stuff that happens to you is like exercising your emotions. You know where we go to the gym to exercise our muscles? I believed we've got emotions that can be exercised and strengthened through it. So God uses all things for the good. Yeah. For those who love him. Well, a big amen uh, to that. Now, you, of course... Uh there are others that have been coming along to your to your meetings, and you yeah. know, you should say you you hold them at the water lily pad. <laughs> and I, I hear a little bird tells me I'd like to come along to one of these meetings. You know, but I believe that food plays a major part. Oh, we we get a wonderful cooked breakfast, don't we, Sid? Yes, it's great. So you, you've already discovered the way to a man's heart <laughs> is through it. And it's coming. none of this. It's none of this fruit and fibre lark. It's a full cooked <laughs> breakfast, full fat, <laughs> and he gracious waits on us which does the <laughs> men good even better well it has to keep him humble yeah. Well, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but actually I actually heard that you had would you believe you had the, the chairman of Hope FM the chairperson cooking the meal yes oh, so that's Ken you know who oh, Ken oh, Pimenta yeah. so. Well, yeah. so well done Ken if you're listening to this you yeah. know, I salute you because uh, <laughs> I think that you're I, well I know Ken's curries are, are famed you oh know? he's fantastic and that's and that's one of the, we haven't even started really Master's only been going a few months I mean we're we're down for a curry night somebody's already said we must do that so I'm sure before the end we'll be uh, uh, you know experiencing the delights that behind Ken, but I have to say, there is this sense, isn't there, Sid, that that you kind of like help other people as well, don't you? Yes. Although you're a beneficiary, you yeah. help others, and you bring two or three other people along, don't you? Yes, who, yes. Who, yeah. and so it, it's well, great. It's I've, great in that regard. I've got the connections to them already. Yeah. They're not strangers, and I, I just I think they don't listen to Hope FM, so they don't know. Yeah. You'd say? Otherwise, so one of your targets, Sid, is by the end of the year, we'll have those guys listening to Hope FM. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't tell them about Hope FM. I tell them about God. The, the, the reality I could, I could start. <laughs> the reality is that, that uh, men 
are attracted by other men to do things. It's the Jonathan yes. and David yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in, mm-hmm. out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Jonathan and David, those men were black band of brothers. And I think that's what we're trying to do in Mast. We're trying to make a band of brothers, people who are going to stand there and encourage each other. I'd like to ask you a question while we're on radio, because it might be useful to some men. Yeah. Is it strictly men on their own, or can married men come? Oh, it's any man. See, so, I wasn't sure. No. Because I, I, one of them, a couple of them are married. Yeah. But I felt to, to, to ask them along. Yeah. So that's good. That's the, good for them to hear because I exactly. wouldn't have known. No. Mm-hmm. No. And also, it's not just domestic abuse. It's anybody. I, we <clears> use the phrase, are you flourishing? Are you, are you getting all that God wants to give to you? And, and this is not just for Christians, remember, it's for anybody, isn't it? So are you getting everything that you need in your life? Is you, in your life, are you flourishing? Are you getting better in your life or not? And I think so, your attitude towards them, I mean, there's some lovely men there. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, and they're so, you know, but they, they won't stand up for themselves or speak out. Well, we'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you in a second, Sid, about the reactions. You don't have to share names, obviously, on the no, radio. Or I don't like know that. the names of but my family. <laughs> Sid's terrible. I'm <laughs> terrible. He's calling me Fred, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're Donald, aren't you? I'm Donald, yeah. Okay. For, for, the, for the purposes of this programme, yes. uh, the Blair No has quacking, be- no quacking, Donald. The Blair has become the Donald. And, 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 who are you? Who are you again? <laughs> Fred, Fred and Wilma, you know. Fred and Donald. Yeah, yeah. This is Hope FM. And my very special guests are Colin and Sid. Uh, alias, what was your alias again? Fred. Fred, and uh, we haven't got one for say that way. We'll have to think of one. Sid's a great name. Uh, Sid, Sid'll Sid, do, yeah. Sid's it'll do yeah, for now. Absolutely, and I'm Donald, apparently, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've yeah, been talking... Send us all crackers. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> we've been talking about, about reaching reaching men, and, and men basically sharing the deeper things of life, uh, you know, uh, those those things that, that, that maybe they, men struggle with you know, in terms of their emotions. I mean, men also don't like to go to the doctor's tell me about it a friend of mine he said uh, I've, I've been told i've got to go to the doctors about um possibility of um of uh, what, uh, a digital examination to do with um what's it called prostate cancer mm-hmm. oh yes he said uh, he said i think that'll be quite easy he didn't realize what digital meant Oh, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't oh. anything to do with the computers. It was a finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had You're people like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors will be following yeah. up. Although it's very, very true. Of course, I mean, all joking aside, of course, that 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 a lot of men needlessly die. Yes, uh, mm. because they don't get checked you know for for things like prostate which are common in men you know yeah. uh, but but i guess there is this fear you know that that comes in that well i think it's that whole thing about vulnerability it gets it gets goes back to that that you know men are encouraged you know big boys don't cry there is a sense that men are encouraged to not allow themselves to be vulnerable mm-hmm. it's lovely isn't it in scripture jesus wept i have prostate cancer 10 years 10 11 years ago but I felt led to go to the doctor for no reason. Well done, you said. And and he examined me, and he said, "Yes, I've got prostate cancer." So I went back home, told my brother to go to the doctor straight yeah. away. He had it. There we go. More advanced than me. Yeah. Uh, because it's one of those things that you don't you don't know really. I don't even know what, what it was the first place. Um, of course, right at the heart of this is, of course, we've been talking about uh, man-on-man relationships and exactly. being able to share the thing. Now, Sid, uh, you were sharing how you'd taken some of your friends along uh, to to the mass meeting at the Water Lily Cafe. Um, I presume people not necessarily call themselves Christian? No, they are Christians. Yeah, they were Christians and they were people on you. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, they don't know, even know about it, so they yeah. they haven't got an option. They haven't got a, so having, an invitation. Having taken them there, how did they react to it all? Well, every everyone I took liked it, and and some of them just keep coming, don't they? It's a miracle, Blair. The same one. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. there's always they an extra have to, one. They even have to cope with me speaking for about twenty minutes, an after breakfast speech. Now that 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 introduces us to what what's your format? Now I know you have a sumptuous breakfast. 
<laughs> which goes on no doubt for half the time oh it's great isn't it <laughs> so tell us what, what what actually happens at a mast gathering so first off we all just sit sit around in tables and then and then the team i've got a wonderful team of six or seven guys who are from a variety of different churches and they do cooking and waiting and serving and and then after that um, we, when when all of that's done and people have, have had a good laugh and a good chance to chat, we then have a very interactive discussion around a theme. So uh, the one that we did um, we did a few weeks ago was about foundations. What are the oh, foundations yes. in yeah, your life? And I asked you to do five yes. minutes, didn't I, Sid? Exactly, yeah. So we're talking about are you on good foundations or dodgy foundations? What are the foundations? This this uh, Saturday, which we've just had one, we were looking about running the race in life. How far have you? How far has your life gone? So although it's not a Christian event, I mean there's a lot of biblical um, and things, isn't there? Really, we we draw on and people in the group. Anybody can say anything. So some of the people who are Christians there say. Well, the Apostle Paul talked about running the race in life. In fact, somebody read a bit of scripture out, didn't they? I think Peter yeah. did. Yeah, about, um, about running the race in life and keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. But what? I, I don't when I'm presenting because I want to make sure that everyone's included. I don't preach. It's very difficult for me. <laughs> I can see that, Colin, yes. But you are, in this role, you are a, what's the word, a facilitator. Facilitator, facilitator. Right. Yeah. facilitator. Is, he a, is he a good facilitator? Yeah. But the thing I, I picked up as well, which I like, is the fact that there's a couple of men there that's, it, that might be the wrong word, timid, very quiet. Mm-hmm. And when we go there, we sit around the tables in groups of four, and then you can get a chance to just talk to them and and open them up a bit but there is something like that i mean just a couple of weeks ago uh i I go to emmanuel church over in southbourne and we uh i have was given responsibility for men's breakfast you know Uh, so we we all went along and there were 17 of us but sid you'd be pleased to know that uh, that people did bring friends you know Mm -hmm. and quite a lot of the folk there wouldn't necessarily have called themselves christians but we but it it was all about getting to know people it was about relationships you know we had a great time and of course you can go up and down and have as much <laughs> to eat as you want you know there's not not the food is not in short supply you know but but of course what what we really wanted to achieve was just genuinely getting to know people and actually i was listening to a podcast about a guy who has a vision to reach a million men for christ yeah. wow um, and he is an amazing testimony himself. But but he in the podcast he shares. I don't start with wanting to get bums on pews. You know, I don't. I don't start with wanting to get bums. Uh, he said he joined a church and there was no men in the church. So he asked the vicar, "Where are the men?" And the vicar said, "They're down the pub." So uh, so guess where he headed to? The pub. Uh, and he joined the darts team. And he he then said that. Actually, he didn't join the darts team uh, because he wanted to see the men in church. He wanted to develop friends. He wanted to make new friends. Uh, But he went on to say that, and this is interesting really, that from the point of view of men beginning to show an interest, so if they start from zero, that it often can be two years. This is what he shared from his experience. Two years. and, and I guess that was to develop a relationship. And I mean, genuine relationship, not I want to have a relationship with you because I want to see you in church or I want to see your bum on a pew. Yeah, you're not a project. No, it's a, a, a genuine, yeah, a not genuine, yeah. no. And I, su- I suppose, Sid, that for yourself, being with a life working on building sites, uh, you, you once you got over the banter coming your way, I suppose it is an opportunity because men will have seen you. They will have seen you, how you react, mm. how you work, how you conduct yourself, and so on. And, and I guess, although they may never have talked to you about it, I guess your witness would have been the very life that you were living amongst them, you know. But I, but this whole business about real friendship, was that, was that important to you? Well, I was just being myself, really. Um, and But it did lead to people that I stopped working with contacted me a couple of them that were 
had serious illnesses like cancer and stuff. So, so at their time of need, they then knew, they, yeah, they knew who to call. Yeah, they knew who to call. But one of one of them had already linked, got the gospel message from another builder somewhere else. But they still contacted me, and I was at the, his time of death as well. So it, it's just. Um, Sowing seeds, isn't it? Somebody else will finish yeah. it. And and genuine, you know, genuine yeah. seeds. Yeah. 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 I mean, Colin, I guess you and I have both spent quite a bit of time with people who aren't in church. Yes. Uh, and uh, well, well, you've always loved people, and and I guess I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, that it's just fantastic, just encountering people and i think that there's a need i mean there's a need for women as well to do this it's not just that we were just happening to be talking about men this morning but yeah. i guess there are women that would struggle with exactly the same things that we're talking about you know that, that impact men yeah um, exactly and i think uh, but i think it's good having a men's group because men some men if they want to be really vulnerable don't want to be vulnerable in front of a woman we had Two two people who we knew were in tears one week, and you know what? They would have felt even more uncomfortable if they'd have been if they'd have been in in that situation in front of a of a group of women. Mm. Well, I, I think it's a big asset that it's free. Yeah, because that. that encourages it it's yeah. meant to come doesn't it Cause it's free it, and it's not in a church either that's, that's right. the other yeah. thing I yeah. think it's, for some of the for some folk because they, not everyone wants to pay money to go for a breakfast and leave even leave their wives or be bothered sure. going and we've been very fortunate I was speaking to somebody today who's considering giving us a little bit of money mm. to help us with mm. some of the some yeah. of our costs which is great isn't it yeah now there's two young men uh, probably listening to the program right now Justin and Dan uh, and of course uh, they they would let themselves go with this, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Oh my goodness, you wouldn't be able to stop them. Indeed. In, the, in their teenage years, they'd be jumping up and down. Do they know that they would have been sharing that jumping up and down with a famous king? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, folks, King David danced, and uh, and he he danced, and he hadn't got many clothes on either. A linen ephod. Yeah. As they as he was taking up the Ark of the Covenant up to Jerusalem, you know, uh, he he was dancing because he was rejoicing. His heart was so full of returning the Ark of the Covenant, which had been in captivity for many many years, bringing it back to the temple in in Jerusalem. But his wife watched him, and what did she do? She despised him in her heart. And what happened to her? She, it's, scripture says she was barren from that day onwards. Mm. So bitter it, or better. And a bitter, there can be a bitterness we all can have, can't they? Men mm, and women mm. can be bitter towards people or despise people. Not good. <laughs> but mm. if, you, if you put to people about jumping in the house of God, you know, uh, dancing in the house of God, it would completely freak them out, wouldn't it, Sid? It would, but do you, do you think uh, the same thing happens today in, in a different way? Because, you know, people don't really understand or have experienced the Holy Spirit affecting somebody. Yeah. I, I mean, think. several times I've been pulled up to... They, they think I've, I'm ill. Yeah. Or this, I've got pain or something. Because of the way you react to the Holy yeah. Spirit. I mean, I, I had the Holy Spirit hovering above my head one instance, not so long ago, in a prayer meeting. And I couldn't help moving with what yes. was happening. Mm-hmm. At the end, the guy come up and he said, "Are you okay?" He said, oh. "I said it's the Holy Spirit." Said, Do you know him? Yeah. And this this is quite common mm. in the church. Mm. I, I mean, it's very interesting, really, because what what you're talking about is the presence of God, you know, and uh, and it's very interesting because I, I mean, you and I, we first had contact. You you knew me when I'd come back from Pennsylvania. When you were the youngster, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was quite younger, uh, but the uh, but of course when when the when God draws close, and that of course can happen individually when you're on your own, or it can can happen. I mean, you don't even have to be in a church, you yeah. know, for God to to draw close. Yeah. But when you know, in fact, Isaiah talks about it, doesn't he? And uh, he says, "Whoa." Am I? Oh dear, I'm not in a good place. I'm a man of unclean lips. I feel filthy, and I and I'm dwelling in the midst of a people who are not much better. 
but of course that was that was a reaction to being in the presence of a holy God. We started, yeah. of course, with that wonderful song, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, but um, but but I guess that that, that 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 again that would be quite alien to a lot of people. You know, the very thought really. But but the truth of the matter is, and I guess Sid, you're best able to answer that. When you've had that experience and and you're you're making a physical reaction because you're aware of the presence of God, um, and obviously people looking on could think that you're not well uh, and so on. But depending on what what was what they were observing, mm. you know, and that sort of thing. But weren't you just preoccupied with the fact that actually here was God drawing close to you? Well, not really. I, I, I wouldn't say it preoccupied with the Holy Spirit. I was, it just happens when it's going to happen. But you, you, I suppose preoccupied is not the word, but just you, you're enjoying. I enjoy when it happens. Yeah. But um, you never know when it's going to happen. No. And they can happen anywhere, but most was in the church mainly because where where the God's people are, there is God. Yeah. The gathering when you've got the gathering, the Holy Spirit's going to be mm-hmm. amongst us regardless. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that against the situation where if men are not really great at showing emotion and so on, and we've discussed that, mm. and, and it's true that that here is a God who created them, who loves them with a passion and of course god knows exactly how to get through all of the the brick bats doesn't he it does it does <laughs> I, I think as well you know opening up scripture and and you need word and spirit together don't you so mm. open up scripture i i've been struck by this verse recently that um and this is out of amos chapter eight the days are coming declares the lord when i will send a famine through the land and that sounds wow a fa- not a famine of food or thaw- thirst or, or water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. And there's a sense that I think even today we are in those famine times. I think so. You know, it, it, if you walk down the street again, when do, when do you ever hear scripture? When do you ever hear the word of God opened up? And, you know, you're not going to get it watching the TV, generally speaking, unless no. it's a God channel or a, one, a Christian channel. You, you know, you certainly won't tend to get it even off songs of praise. It tends to be people's stories, but not opening up the word of God. And there's a sense that the awesomeness of the word of God falling on people's lives yeah, we but both of those things, don't we? But I think I think also against that, you know, like uh, how are you with your grandkids? Great. You know, whenever my little grandson or grandsons come to the house and uh, look at me with that knowing look, saying I want a chocolate biscuit or stuff like that, yeah. you know, I I find that uh, I'm just overwhelmed with a, with a love for them, yeah. and 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 will often, you know take them in my arms and give them a, a good cuddle it's a way in which and i guess if you if you take god's position to every man there's a lovely actually painting uh, where it, it is uh, a picture of jesus and he's holding a bloke in in jeans and a t-shirt and, oh, all yes, it. and he, have you seen that picture yeah, and yeah. he and i think <clears> to myself that is so such an amazing picture because what it's basically saying is listen mate no matter where you are here is a God who loves you with a with a love Mm. that maybe you can't even understand but you are not alone Mm. against that of course and picking up on what you just said Colin you've got the smoke screen haven't you yes Mm. Uh, I guess the evil one has done a good job of uh, of painting what what God isn't yeah and what the people of God aren't you know it's a bit like those mates of yours Sid you know Mm saying things about you did they really know the Sid um, you know if, if they really known you they weren't nasty funnily enough mm. they sort of knew where it was coming from they, they were you know they just enjoying themselves really yeah. <laughs> at your expense I, I didn't class that basis bullying really it was humorous they, yeah. you know they, and I guess it's it's a way when you don't know how to relate it's a way of relating, isn't it? Yes, it's a way of relating and keeping their uh-huh. um, pride intact, you know. But you have that sort of picture of, you know, more to you, Vicar. And, of course, sad reality is it is true, some of those images <laughs> in some cases, you know, a, a marble in the mouth <laughs> job, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Sunday voice. 
Yes, um, uh, and I, I, I guess it's just getting to the reality. But what I have noticed in some of them, they, they want to hear a bit, and then they, they, they want don't want to hear any more. So that's when they start <laughs> making it humorous <laughs> and having a joke with uh, you, because yes. they, they think they think you, they think you don't know, but you're feeding them. You still feed. I'm still. You still yeah. feeding them when them little gaps open. Yeah, and then one day. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. This is Hope FM. And we've been talking about Colin's uh, ministry. Well, one of the many things that he does, Mass Men, actively standing uh, together. Um, so you've got a vision for Mass going forward, yeah, haven't you? Absolutely. And I think, um, a bit, I really think that this is something that we've hit on here, which is, is really hit a raw nerve with a number of people. Uh, so I've had a couple of people already saying to me, what about having a group in, in my church or my area or whatever? So I'd love to see a number of massed groups set up. And really, I mean, it's such a simple format, uh, you know, food, breakfast. <laughs> and then from there, um, just really unpacking what it means to live a life which is going to help you flourish as opposed to, get yourself locked up in a little room it's interesting you know when you look at um when mother Teresa came into britain she she was asked the question sadly you know not uh, some time ago now and she was asked the question what do you think the main problem in britain is and she said loneliness and i think there is a sense that for a lot of single men living on their own um they they're lonely and they they actually desperately need help and support and I have to say that there aren't many advocates. What tends to be is that there's lots of things for women to do, mm-hmm. but not so many for men. And I think also that one of the big problems, of course, is that, that you know, Christian men, and this would apply to Christian women as well, we, we stick with Christian people, you know. Yeah. Where it's an actual fact, uh, you know, Surely, just to get outside the box, uh, you know, some of my, my closest friends have been people who aren't Christians. They're good friends, and, yeah. and I guess... That you know, for you said uh, you will know people who aren't Christian, oh, yes. but who yeah. who are your friends? You know, yes. I mean, I mean, take you for example, call me in Coventry City. <laughs> I mean, if you could find another supporter, you know, you could go with them to Coventry. There is actually somebody in the mast group who is a Coventry it's City a supporter. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you're yeah, just doing stuff, doing yes. stuff. Together, together, together That's exactly yeah. it. So there was one guy who turned up on Saturday and he said, please, can you help me sort out my, my um, laptop? And so I met with him and we spent an hour in Sainsbury's Cafe. You know, he bought me a drink, which was hot water, which is very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a cheap rag. But if you think that, we'll bad, you he's on. gone into some places and they've charged him for the hot water. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the idea is to have groups around, particularly Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul, mm. that can that can meet, that allow men to meet together. Yeah, and that's really, really important. But but also, you know, uh, even because some people don't cope well with groups. No, they don't. You know, so I would say that, that you know that, that all of us as guys should just be aware about the people who God brings into our lives who actually may not be Christian. Yeah. Uh, but but actually, who you can just become friends with. Yeah. And do stuff with. You know, yeah. I mean, what, as a, there's a gentleman in our church, and he. He's really good at this, you know, and uh, in fact, there was, a, there was a Muslim gentleman who came along to our breakfast, and then actually, he did actually come to check the church out, uh, but they love playing chess together. Yeah. So come what may, they're playing chess, and they're enjoying the, the, yeah. the, their, their chess, and the, so that relationship isn't dependent upon, you know, in this case, this guy going to church or coming to a men's breakfast. Oh, yeah. It was just genuine, proper friendship, wholesome <coughs> friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think as well, catching up, you know, we meet every month for the mass groups, but, you know, on a weekly basis, I ring these guys and and we chat through things. And I think it's wonderful being able to share my life and and their lives with me. I think it's such a privilege. Well, you got a text this morning, didn't you? He's got a text (laughs) while he's been on air. In fact, he's been on that phone all of the two hours. Don't tell everybody. (laughs) Somebody texted him and said, listen, I'm having the coffee right now. 
right now. It's about time we had the chat. <laughs> and uh, Justin, I know, was, uh, was was has been texted in as well. So uh, yeah, Justin has. It's it. it's lovely. It's lovely. You love it though, don't you? Oh well, let's face it. You know, we 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 should be full of joy, shouldn't we, in our lives and not be miseries. Uh, now, if if you want to check out the mass group, um, uh, or indeed there's a couple of events that you might want to check out. Let's just talk about mass first of all. So your your next meeting of mass is on the 11th of December. That's correct. Yeah, uh, and that's at the Water Lily Cafe. Just tell folk where. Yeah, that so is. it's 131 Barrett Road next to. Um, Right next to one stop on Barrett Road. And so if you what, know where what that time is. do you kick off? At? Ten, and it goes through till twelve. Ten o'clock. Breakfast supplied. Breakfast free. Breakfast. Shall I? Say? Free breakfast for men. Yes, free breakfast. Men only. So yeah. no, none of you are dressing up as men. We're not having that. Uh, but they have to. They have to ring me to book in. You can't I, just turn. Oh, you have to book. Book, you, yes. book in with me. And how did they do that? Yeah, by ringing me. So, do you number? want my number? Yes. 07944 7970 7670 7672 No, I've got that wrong. 07944 <laughs> <laughs> Double four, is it? Yes. Uh, four, two, double seven, six, zero. Two, seven, seven, six, oh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, great. <laughs> if you manage to understand <laughs> that. If you exactly. get stuck, ring into Hope FM and they'll that's tell what you I what my number is. Yeah, you can phone me. Oh, so I dropped me an, an email, blairc at hopefm.com. By the way, thank you so much. I, I'm beginning to get emails about your Christmas events and all of that. And thank you. Uh, uh, next week, I'll, I'll be able to share some of that because uh, Twinham Church have got their Christmas fair actually this coming uh, Saturday but uh, if you're listening to this programme on Sunday I'm sorry you've missed it Uh, Santa's going to be there he is five quid to go and see Santa but if you're under two Colin uh, you don't qualify uh, you can go free (laughs) that's that's I'm hopefully going to be taking two grandchildren along to that so that's good and if you've got if you've got an event or something that you want uh, to talk about shout out uh, on the radio here then don't be backward at coming forward send it as an email send it to me Blair C at hopefm.com and we'll do our utmost if not myself one of our team uh, will be pleased to help you St Mary's yes on so the 27th uh, St Mary's has got a great they've got a great cafe oh my they? goodness it's an amazing cafe every church should have a great cafe that's like, my my yeah. opinion well Emmanuel's got one Jub- oh, no. Jubilate yeah and but it, but St Mary's in fact unfortunately we're pinching the St Mary's <laughs> Paul Craddock I'm sorry if you're a member of St Mary's church but Paul's in the but Big, big round on. of applause to Paul Craddock, yeah. who also is one of the mast supporters. So yeah. he actually helps with the food. So and he's a passionate cook, and he's yeah. he's, he's passionate about everything. Actually, isn't he? Is, he is, he is, is. Is, is Paul? So tell us about this other breakfast so, at St Mary's. Yeah, so I'm speaking, and it's about is Jesus able to heal broken hearts? That's what the the theme is on the 27th. So again, it's a wonderful breakfast, and then I'll be speaking for 20 minutes. Is it possible? Is it possible that Jesus can heal? broken hearts hmm. of all the things that you've you've been talking to the guys about with what what is the dominant is there a dominant thing that 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 guys talk to you about really it's about flourishing how do i make my life so that it is that it's working you know it feels broken so th- so this is not life is not just a roundabout that keeps going until it stops and you die and that, no. and that's it yeah it's about feeling fulfilled life. But of course, Jesus did say, didn't he, that I've come that you would have, I love this, abundant, full, overflowing life, the very best of life. I've exactly. come that you might have this. Uh, you know the truth, and the, the truth, truth will set you will free. Set you free. Uh, yeah. So freedom is another theme as well. You know, it's not enough to be free from something. It, you really have to be free to something as well. So, for example, uh, advertising about being free from alcohol, you know, giving up alcohol. But really, it's not enough to give up. You've got to then replace it with something. And the thing that you really need to replace that with is Jesus. You know, it's the only thing that's going to last and stand the test of time. So free from, free to. 
Now, of course, you're both speaking out of experience because yes. you both had mm. transformed. And what's the alternative? Yeah. Not what very it, good, is it? Well, it's not, is it? There's only two places we're going yeah. to go to. And, of course, the, 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 the very sad thing is that, um, that there's such... So many people are in... Well, there's no better way of saying this, but they're in hell already. Excellent. You know, they, yeah. they, their life mm. is just hellish yeah. you know the, there's no joy there's no love there's there's just an existence yeah. uh, god of course there's no way intended that for anybody male or female i've come i was, you might i was crying with somebody a man this this week who just basically said i just can't see the point of carrying on i'm just so mm. at the bottom i had exactly depth. the same conversation somebody said that to me a couple of weeks ago yeah, and I, and I think that that, sadly, with many, many people, and, and again, men and women, yeah. uh, and it's certainly true of young men, yeah. you know, uh, who have been taking their, their lives, such a waste. So if there is ever a need yeah. for you to know the truth and for the truth to set you yeah. free, yeah. Uh, then, then now is the time. You don't need to be in that <coughs> place of darkness. That is not what God made you for and of course the other thing Colin is that people and I guess Sid people have said this to both of you I'm there's no way that a God of love exactly. there's no possible way there's yeah. no the way he can't, can't, can't forgive this they can't believe he, they can be forgiven it's the amazing grace of God my my grand my one of my youngest grand grandchildren, which Sarah's listening to now, has a daughter Grace. Isn't it a wonderful name to be called oh, Grace? Oh, fantastic! God's yeah. riches Amazing at Christ's grace. expense. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I know exactly. Grace. The grace of God. It's unbelievable, actually. When you talk to people about it, they kind of like think, "Well, what's the catch?" There is no catch. God's wonderful love pouring out into our hearts. Well, thank you both for being uh, my guest today. It's been a great conversation. Lovely to meet you, uh, Sid. Thank I'm going to have to come along and check out those breakfasts, you know, in <laughs> Mass and meet some of the guys. You can come and cook, Blair. So, oh. <laughs> if, as long as there's somebody to pray for people for the food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the 11th of December at the Water Lily Cafe on Barrack Road, that's the next Mass meeting. Yeah. And the 27th of November over at St Mary's Church in Ferndown, if you want to hear Colin talking. And again, on both those <laughs> Occasions, uh, there will be breakfast.